0: Route Talk, a podcast with inspiring and diverse conversations about walking in your purpose and maximizing your God-given potential and gifts. Each week, we'll provide spiritual nourishment that will motivate you to rise up and use your empowered mindset to live a purpose and impact-driven life. Now, here's your host, Glenda Rosa. Hello everyone and thank you for tuning in on episode number three of my podcast, Sprout Talk. I'm praying that everyone is doing well and that you're staying safe. I know that during this time people are stressed, they're dealing with everything that's going on, but I want to encourage you to please take care of yourself, whether it's mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, please take care of yourself. And today I wanna share three things that lately I've been doing as part of my self-care routine, okay? So here we go. One, I started listening to audiobooks. And I don't know if you're like me, it took me a while to really get used to it because I love paper books. I enjoy the paper, turning the pages, you know, I, I highlight everything and I take notes. But lately I've been so busy and that listening to audiobooks have helped me a lot because I'm able to listen when I'm driving, when I'm doing dishes, when I'm cleaning. I mean, I'm just maximizing my time. So then the other thing that I'm doing is that I began to purge, purge things in my closet. And it feels so good to get rid of stuff. And some stuff I donate, some stuff I give to my family. Um, It just feels great, it feels great my problem is that after I get rid of stuff now I feel like I need to replenish everything that I tossed okay so maybe this shouldn't have made the list anyway let's skip this one and the last thing is that I've been doing more meal planning and those that know me know that I love to cook but I love spending time with my family more so meal planning has been very functional and time freeing for me And at the same time, this has allowed us to be more intentional about what we're eating, right? More, a little bit more health conscious. And so I've been able to add more greens, more vegetables, more fruits. I mean, I love fruits, right? Which by the way, so I recently, I stopped by the produce aisle in my supermarket and they had the most beautiful mangoes. Do you like mangoes? I love mangoes. And they actually remind me of my childhood. As I previously mentioned, right, I was born in Puerto Rico and I was raised in my grandmother's house where in her yard, there was a huge mango tree that everyone in the neighborhood used to pick from. I mean, everyone loved the mangoes. They were sweet, they were juicy. I love them too and other than the sweetness and other than the size of the mango the other thing that I would remember was the tree itself because as the years went by we noticed that this tree was growing very tall and due to the fact that the tree was so close to my grandmother's house the roots began to break through the cement and began breaking the walls and the floor of the house I mean these roots were very strong to the point that they broke through the foundation of the house. And years later, actually this year, the house had to be completely remodeled in order to be livable. So this has actually made me look for a few fun facts about the mango tree. So I wanna share those with you today. The root of a mango tree can grow down to 20 feet deep. Can you picture that? okay so not only are they able to grow deep into the soil the roots can also grow sidewards so this will make the tree both tall and wide above and below the ground okay another fun fact is that the mango tree will need to be about 25 to 30 feet apart from other obstacles whether it's buildings landscape plants because if not the roots that are so strong they will damage it which is what happened to my grandmother's house but if you create the necessary distance between the tree and those items then the full size of the tree is not going to affect or damage whether it's the plants the trees the the houses anything like that so the last fun fact is that the final size of the tree of the mango tree depends on where the tree is grown you see, if it's grown in the, in the native tropics, the tree can reach up to 45 feet tall and 40 feet wide. Now, if it's grown in other areas that are not native to the mango tree, the elements of the weather in that location, it might stunt the growth and only allow that tree to grow 12 to 15 feet. Isn't that amazing? So now that you've learned a little bit about the roots of my grandmother's mango tree, let's talk about our own roots. So today I wanna continue our discussion that I started earlier on the previous episode. And I wanna share with you a few principles about the stage two of growth, which is being rooted. We previously discussed some of the steps that are usually taken to prepare the soil in order for the seed to be planted. So today, I want to touch base on what happens once the seed is planted in the ground. So, when the seed is planted in the ground, the process of germination begins. And that usually means the process in which a seed changes its state of dormancy, right, of just being a seed, to a growing, living plant. So in this moment, I want to take a pause for a second, a brief second, and I want to explain that the process of germination might be different for different seeds. And I say this because seeds comes in different forms, in different sizes, different shapes, different colors, which also means that they have different requirements for their care and their growth. So let me give you a few examples. There are seeds that cannot be pressed deeply into the soil because they're small and they're delicate and you could only place them on top of the soil and gently press them in. Then there are other seeds that are big and will need to be planted and pressed deeply into the soil and sometimes you have to plant them by themselves. I wonder why but okay. Then there's other seeds that they prefer, either the warm and dry temperature, while others, they prefer a cold or humid environment. There are seeds that can germinate in five days, while others, it might take them five months or more. And I learned that there are some carnivorous plants in Australia whose seeds only germinate when they are exposed to fire. There are also seeds that will only germinate when they're submerged in water versus soil. And I also learned that there is a seed that's called cyclamen that will only germinate when she is kept in darkness for a long, long period of time. With that being said, one of the most amazing things that I found out was that there are seeds that have a harder shell compared to others and that in order to germinate those seeds with the harder shell they will need to be broken and scarred. Isn't that amazing? And finally there are seeds that can appear to be inactive in the ground but will only germinate if an outside element will provoke them to germinate. So why am I sharing this with you? It's because it's kind of like us right? They kind of describe a little bit about us we're all different we're walking different journeys in our lives. we have to understand that God works in our lives a certain way that might be different from the way that he works in others we all have different growth processes but one thing is for sure that growth is not immediate once the seed is planted in the soil there's always a period of waiting so let's talk about that waiting season after the seed is planted the seed becomes uncomfortable with these elements because she's not used to it these nutrients are forcing the seed to change they are provoking the seed to evolve The seed at one point then has no other choice but to surrender to the process and it begins to swell and to crack and to lose its outer shell. Then guess what happens? The seed dies. Dying is the only way the seed can become more. It completely gives up the identity as a seed to become something with an even greater value, a sprout. The growth cycle is a miraculous transformation of death to life. It's a complete exchange of identities. And if you haven't noticed, this is the same process for us. You see, God plants us, right? God hides us in a dark, hidden in a tight space where only you and him fit. Now you might call it uncomfortable, but I call it the right place. A place that in the beginning, you probably will refuse to embrace, but eventually you will learn to love. It's in this hidden place that you will begin to be influenced by the elements in that environment and the people in that place. The idea is that the friction of the soil is what helps pull, crack, or remove the harder outer shell of the seed. You will become uncomfortable because God will use those same elements to pull, crack open, and remove anything that will hinder your growth and your change in Him. There will be some resistance. You know why? Because we're not used to it. Maybe we're not used to a healthy environment. Maybe we're not used to godly, positive people around us. Maybe it's hard for us to hear wise counsel, like people giving us biblical advice. Because maybe what we're used to is toxic people that withdraw from us instead of depositing in us. So when God brings people of purpose to walk with us, that becomes uncomfortable because we're not used to it and that creates friction the friction that you're experiencing right now is because in your planting season God is trying to remove the hard shell that's blocking you from changing but today I have news do not be discouraged you will be transformed you will change into who God has called you to be So, maybe what you're experiencing is that you are exchanging identities from who the enemy told you you were to who God says you are. It's only in the breaking that you're multiplied. And it's in the dying that we discover who we are in Him. But, pause, right? Understand that the seed does not produce an immediate harvest once it's planted. The process continues. Now that you've been planted, and now that you've been impacted by the nutrients that God has placed around you, a root system has to be developed. And how does this happen? It happens by continuing to allow God to water your soil. Deep watering fosters deeper and stronger root systems. Staying at His Word daily will produce in you stronger roots. And the transformation that you're experiencing on the inside will begin to reflect on the outside. And that's when breakthrough happens. And from your inside, roots will begin to form and will begin to grow deeper in Him and in His purpose. Colossians 2 7 says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. So as the roots are growing, your faith is growing. And as your faith is growing, thankfulness and gratitude are overflowing So as your roots grow deeper into God, He will begin to build up your perseverance, your strength, your hope, your trust in Him. Deep roots will give you a strong foundation to withstand the storms and the trials that usually come with life. And a weak root will be pulled out when the simplest of problems arise. A weak root will also mean that you can easily be dragged into negativity because you don't have spiritual stability. Roots grow down and deeper, always looking for their source of nourishment. So I want to encourage you today to stay connected to the source. God is your source. He will sustain you. So what does it mean to be rooted in Him? Well, I'm glad you asked. Being rooted in Him means that it will help you embrace where you are planted. And it is in that place that the attitude of gratitude will help you bloom. Being rooted changes your heart to be content and grateful for what God has given you so there will be no room for jealousy and bickering over other people's marriages relationships other people's ministry churches jobs there's no room for that being rooted means that you don't wait for people to ask you offer to serve others with a pure heart because god is in you being rooted teaches your heart to become in tune with the rhythm of God's heart. Being rooted pushes you to go beyond a simple moment of praise in exchange for a heart's posture of worship where you lose yourself in adoration of who God is. Being rooted helps you identify false comforters. You see, when you're going through moments of hardship, we try to find comfort in certain things, right? And for some people, it might be alcohol, it might be drugs, it might be food, it might be work, it might be people. It might even be sex, social media, money, material things. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4 says, God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all of our trouble. So when you are in trouble, find comfort in God's presence. And in closing, I want to share with you one area that God began to work in my life as I was being planted and I was being rooted. Being rooted makes you grateful that God has removed the wrong people in your life to make room for the right people in your life. Because when your roots are growing underneath the surface, you will connect with the roots from other plants. Did you know that ecologists suggest that young trees grow better when they're planted in an area with older trees? Because in addition to connecting to their roots, the root of the younger tree is able to follow the path already created by the older tree so today i want to ask you who are your roots connected to be careful be careful whose roots you're connected to because that also means that you're withdrawing from their source so if you're not learning if you're not gaining wisdom from the experiences of those that you're connected to if they're not holding you accountable If they're not mentoring and pouring into your life, into your growing process, maybe it's time to reanalyze that relationship. Maybe it's time to begin pruning. Because God lives in us, He cares who we're connected to. Being rooted in Him means knowing and understanding that we are in Him and He is in us. 1 John 4.13 says, And God has given us His Spirit as proof that we live in Him and He in us. We have proof of that. And finally, being rooted means that we're able to grasp that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Romans 8.37-39 says, And in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced, are you convinced? For I am convinced that neither death nor life, no angels, no demons, not the present, not the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So remember, when we are rooted in Him, we accept our inheritance and our identity in Him and only Him. Blessings. See you next time. Thanks for listening and joining us this week. Make sure to visit our website, sprouttalk.podbean.com, where you can subscribe so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you were blessed and found value in this podcast, we'd appreciate your rating. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that will help us out too. See you next time.